Hey guys, so this podcast today, I really felt strongly to put out for a while, and especially the call after the recent weekend. I'm going to be talking about my personal experience with um, mushrooms and journeying deep and using this to heal. Um, My most recent trip, I'm going to talk about that. And then I'm going to talk about um, some ways for you to to do this safely. From my personal experience, um, yeah, from my personal experience, I want to share with you how you can use this medicine safely for yourself and for personal and spiritual and yeah, whatever you want to use it, but use it safely because it's really, really important and I feel there's not much information out there at all because of the nature of this and um, so I want to talk about it here. Uh, Please, if this is like illegal or something, someone let me know please so I can take this podcast down. (laughs) I don't want to go to jail or any of that shit, but I want to put this out there so that for those of you that are looking to explore this or try it or um, yeah, are using to use it with more intention, then you can refer back to this resource and you can you can learn. But all of this is just from my personal experience. I'm in no way a guru or shaman or anything. I'm just someone who has a lot of experience in this area and I've been in the trenches. I've played in the shadows a lot and so yeah I want to share all right so first of all I was drop in quickly because I'm going to share about my most recent journey on Saturday okay so on Saturday it was the 24th of July and this is a special full moon, um, Guru something, Guru Padma or something like that. And um, I had five grams of dried psilocybin mushrooms. And I did this on an empty stomach at around 12 noon. Um, yep, with lemon. So I soaked it in lemon juice for 15 minutes. And then I added some warm water and some raw honey. And before I actually drank the mushrooms, I ate a grapefruit. The reason why I ate a grapefruit is because it's a monoamine oxidizer inhibitor, a MAUI, M-A-O-I. And what this does is it inhibits your body's your body from breaking down the psilocybin too quickly. So you can have, essentially have a longer a longer journey and not need to have as much. So this is very, very good. And so I did that. And then, so after I, I drank the medicine, it was a lot of mushrooms, the most, one of the most I've ever had. I had the whole room to myself and I lay down and went under my blanket and just lay there and just focus on the breath. After about 15 minutes, um, I could really, really feel it. And I was starting to feel quite uncomfortable, which is really, well, for myself anyway, it's quite normal. I generally feel very uncomfortable coming into coming into it, and it's got a very DMT-like sensation. And you can feel your cells buzzing, tensing, then relaxing. And it's just this flow, the ebb and flow. And you can almost feel your entire body breathing as one. Um, 
uh, but must say before I went into this journey, I spent a long time with my intention. This comes to one of my first parts. It's very, very important if you're using this as a medicine um, to heal and you want something more out of it, to go into your journey with intention. It's very, very important. So my intention when I came into it, I wrote it down. I wanted to let go of baggage that I'm carrying around that is ready to go, connect with my spirit and soul, feel true love and bliss, be myself, love for myself and others, grow, find clarity, receive lessons, connection with the spirit of mushrooms, deeper knowing of thyself, cultivate health and vitality, trust and faith. And that was my intention that I wrote down before going into the journey. And so, okay, when the journey started, as I said, it was very uncomfortable. And it was very funny because literally the moment they started kicking in, um, there was a huge thunderstorm. It, it started hailing and the power all went out. <laughs> so I was like, oh boy, I know I'm, I'm in for a big one. It was a massive storm outside. And um, it was freezing as well. I, th I feel my body usually gets quite cold when I'm having journeys, which, um, yeah, I'm not sure why. And so I put my head, I wanted to do this in almost as pitch blackness as possible. So I remember putting my quilt cover completely over me and I was underneath my blanket and just allowing, try, trying to surrender into the, this feeling of discomfort. Um, allowing the mind, allowing my body to to show me what I need to be, what needs to be shown, and really, it just starts off with not feeling uncomfortable, feeling scared, and then I remember entering um, a few loops. So I've been in the loop quite a few times. This seems to be quite a common thing with psychedelics. Um, yeah, you can easily drop into a loop. And if it's your first few times, this is why I'm putting the video out because my first time that I had mushrooms, I didn't know what I was doing. No one told me anything. I just had the mushrooms in some random motel room and I completely freaked out. I thought I lost my mind. Um, I thought I was stuck like this forever and I, was, I thought it was never going to end. And yeah, I, I really caused some trauma to myself. And um, many times after that, I've been in a loop and haven't really known how to navigate it. But this time, since I've had, I guess, life experience, trip experience, I was a bit more comfortable to play with this, these thought loops because I used to think that these thought loops were just, oh, you've had too much, your brain's kind of broken, all that. But when I let go and surrendered more into this loop, there was many different loops playing out. But as I let go and surrendered into it, the loop it kind of showed me, it showed me lessons. It was showing me, well, the first one was really the classic message. All there is in the universe is you. You are it. You are God. You are completely everything. You are me. I am you. Everyone is just each other. This is all in your mind. So that was <laughs> kind of the first one. And I always get scared I always get scared when I feel that because I feel really lonely. Well, 
but really, the soul doesn't feel lonely. It's my ego that feels lonely because it's like, oh, who's if I'm the only one, who's there to compete against? Um, who can I be better than? Everyone is just me. And so surrendering into that feeling and allowing the ego to kind of claw away the e- you can feel you can feel it like it's getting very uncomfortable it's thinking oh shit man i've lost my mind ah there's no one else i'm the only one this is all in my head and you st- it starts to really like rattle at the cage and this is this is easy to get caught up in and in the past i'd let myself get caught up in this same loop over and over again and be stuck in it the entire trip and really traumatize myself but i would go into it, go into it, and try to navigate my way around it. And when I felt like it was getting a bit too much and building up, rather than going over the edge and falling off that tightrope, the tightrope, what I'm referring to is when you're walking the tightrope, when you're walking on the tightrope, this is like that perfect balance between the challenge, but also you're really embracing the experience and feeling it and allowing the lessons and rememberings and teachings to come through. It, it's, it's, and it's uncomfortable walking it, and it's not it's not stable. So walking this tightrope, if you're too far to one side, you're not walking it at all. So you're really just distracting yourself and not looking at those parts of yourself and not looking at the fears that you have, not looking at those shadows that you have inside you. Instead, you're avoiding it. So that's, that's one side that's too far. But if you go too deep, too far the other side then you really do fall into a hole you fall off the tightrope you fall into this really really dark place in your mind and it can feel like forever and it can feel it can actually feel like hell and time doesn't exist here so it's really 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 a lot of suffering and yeah i've done both sides i've had i've had trips where i haven't wanted to look at it and i've just distracted myself and i felt annoyed after then i've also had trips where I've just gone too deep, too deep, and then just been like, I want this to end, I beg for this to end, and then I would do something stupid. Oh, man, I just love the sound of that bowl hitting it, just bringing me back. Okay. And this is another very, very clear thing that was coming through for me. You may have seen me post it on Facebook last night, but I'm going to articulate it much better here than I did typing it up. So I'll talk about myself. I'm not going to say it for you, but I'll just say you and all that stuff. So, you know, we spend so much time taking care of our environment, this external environment, making sure that our house is nice and neat, making sure we have money, making sure we have friends, status, social media, jobs, work, all this stuff, making sure that we're, our external life is all good so we can continue living. And we spend enormous amounts of energy on this. But when do we actually take time just to sit with yourself, go within yourself, and actually do the housework, do the cleaning within you, sorting out your mind, listening to those thoughts, and observing the mind, and calming it down, like like a child that it is, or really taking care of your internal body, listening to what foods it wants, listening to what it wants, actually tuning in to the vibration and the voice that our intelligent bodies are trying to communicate with us and actually listening to it, then cleaning it out and honoring it at the temple that it is. 
or listening to the soul and the spirit. All these things, like the real world. Yes, when our eyes are open, this is, we see out here, it's, it seems real, but it's an illusion. You can change your internal, external environment whenever you want. Anything can happen. But when you close your eyes at night, when, you, when it's just you, just you and your head, you and your mind, you and your heart, you and your soul, when you close your eyes, it's just you. And if we haven't done the work and listened to it, if we continue neglecting spending time with ourselves, doing things for ourselves, and listening, putting in the work, and doing that cleaning within ourselves, then you got cobwebs building up. you got all this junk, all these unchecked emails, all these dark places within us that we've just pushed aside. Like if you think of your body like a house or a temple, if you've just trashed it, putting in, eating food unconsciously, watching TV programs just mindlessly, negative self-talk, pushing thoughts aside when your body's trying to communicate with you, when your soul and your spirit's trying to communicate with you, just pushing your intuition to the side and doing what everyone else is doing outside, doing what's normal. We're doing ourselves a massive disservice and there's, there's, there can't be harmony within until light can be shone in those dark places. But going to those dark places after such a long time going into them and allowing them to show you what needs to be shown and looking into it, it's extremely uncomfortable. This, this is years of build-up. But when you can look at it and like accept it and love it, which is it's difficult, then you start feeling a weight getting lifted. It's like if, yeah, if your house is fucking dirty and you've just shoved all your shit into one room, you're, it's not going to really feel good and it's going to stink like hell <laughs> and it's just not going to feel good the vibe's not going to be good so this is like our body we've all shoved it to one side usually somewhere in the mind and we and places in your body where we store tension our shoulders, our neck, our traps all these things this is where we store different emotions and we need to unlock them and go into them more and then clear them out in order to clear them out I believe you have to you have to look at it, accept it, acknowledge it, love it, shine light on it, and then boom, poof, and then shake, release it, clear your energy. There are different ways to clear your energy, um, breath work, shaking, somatic releasing, sage, singing, chanting, running, all this stuff. These are ways to like clear stored energy, and we're all energetic spiritual beings, and so, yeah, I think this is a very, very, very important important lesson for everyone, a challenge and an invitation for you to do the work. And you don't have to do the work alone. This is why. This is why I'm so big and I love what I do and love all this stuff because I've done the work alone and I've also done the work with other people together. You don't do the work for them, but if you're all doing the work together at the same time, it makes it seem easier because you don't feel like you're on your own. There's a time and place for both. But yeah, it's nice to do it with other people too because then you're all going deep, you're all going through the discomfort, but you know that you're all riding the same storm, you're in the same boat. And I love being able to navigate through those spaces.
So I spent about two hours um, going in and out of underneath the blanket. I was, yeah, stuck in many loops. I went to toilet a lot to take a piss. I don't know why, <laughs> but that seemed like a bit of a reset. So it was like going under the blanket, doing the work, getting all revved up, being in, like in the fight, and then when I got too much, whew, take the covers off, breathe a bit, open my eyes, settle back down, then boom, back in the covers to do the work. And it was just this cycle over and over again. Many times I literally thought that I've lost my mind. This is, yeah, this is this is powerful stuff. It's no joke. And then two hours, um, I really thought I'd lost it. So I went to get Ina and I asked her to serve me um, Harpe. I've been working with this Harpe for about a year now, this ayahuasca blend, and it's really beautiful. And I barely even knew what I was doing. Like I just I couldn't I couldn't be human, <laughs> so I set up a space real nice. Had some um, sage incense music going, and then yeah, had Ina serve me the harpe, and it was huge. I remember just losing my strength, and um, I was crying for I don't know how long, but I was just, I was just crying and I had my head bowed, and then I remember just singing allowing the music to take me, flowing with the music and really f having a good time. We were singing, I think, Dance of Ganesha and then also um, Hare Krishna. <laughs> and then that kind of calmed me down a bit and then I was ready to go back in. So this time I put my headphones on. Before I was doing it with silence. This time I was like, all right, I want to have a bit of music for the journey now. So I put my headphones on with a special playlist that I made and then went back under the covers and then journeyed for another two hours. And a really, really, really key lesson dropped in for me in that second, in the second round. Ah, oh, where is it? So basically, the key lesson from this that I can take away from this is balance. How we need to have balance in all things. We have to give first. In order to receive, in order to get control, you have to let go of control. You got to give love to receive love. You have to do the inner work for your outer, for your outer world to be balanced. You got to work in yourself, and then it's got to flow outside. You got to restore the harmony within the mind, body, and soul. And there's no point focusing on what does not serve you. You focus on what you want to bring into your life. Don't focus on what... Yeah, there's no point focusing on things that you don't want to bring into your life because where your attention goes, energy flows. And yeah, so to sum it up, um, I don't want to go like into all the intricate things because I could be talking for hours and hours. And a lot of it you forget. It's like a dream. When you're in it, it feels like eternity and feels like you're never going to get out of it. But once it ends, it's like, oh, that was just four hours, five hours. And so, yeah, then I went then I went for a walk outside and just appreciated nature. The trees it was just so beautiful. Everything was like HD. Went to the waterfall after the storm and the waterfall was just epic. It was huge, huge, huge. And really enjoyed that. Yeah. And so the guide part that I want to talk about, I already mentioned a bit about my trip, but I'm going to just give some guidelines to help you guys out.
Yeah, so number one, make sure that you have an intention. And if you're journeying alone, try to make sure that you have someone. Well, for me, I had Ina in, in my space, and I'm experienced. I've done probably over a hundred to two hundred journeys. Um, but if you want, if you're planning on going deep and really, really, really exploring those dark parts, I highly recommend that you have someone like watching you, or at least someone in the next room that you can go to, and they can be an anchor. They can anchor you back to back to your breath, or remind you, "Hey, man, it's going to be over." Just this too shall pass. Just go into it. Remember, remember why you did this journey. Now go back into it and roll with the punches. So it's very important to have someone there with you. Not necessarily talking to you or distracting you because you want to be alone with yourself, but just a safety net if you need. Also, if it's your first time, don't start with heaps and heaps. Don't start with a hero dose. Don't be doing five, ten grams. Start with maybe two or three. Um, when I first started, I didn't use it with intention. I was just using it to trip with my friends, have fun, go out, party, explore, and have a good time. And that's all fine. But I found that mushrooms kind of evolved over time for me. And what could be a good external fun experience quickly became an internal, all right, you sit, sit down, Toby, now do the work, listen. <laughs> it would like it would kick my ass all the time because I was, I was using it and abusing it for a long time, that now it's, it's like, all right, you've had your fun with me. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. Okay. And I always recommend taking it fasted because if you're eating food with it, it's going to, one, like waste the mushrooms, and two, yeah, it won't be as strong, and you'll also feel nauseous. So if you're doing it on an empty stomach, it's much better that way. So you don't feel nauseous or anything like that because that's the worst thing. If you're lying there and you feel sick, how are you supposed to let go and do the work if you're feeling like shit? And also have um, another one, have like a mantra or have something that can bring you back. So when, when the seas are getting really, really stormy and the dark is like fucking encompassing you and you're in pain and you're really, really struggling with those dark parts, have an anchor point. Like maybe it's your breath, maybe it's a mantra like Hare Krishna or some music, something that could bring you back and make you feel, oh, okay, like a, something that's safe for you, like a, even it could be an altar item. And then I like to have a journal next to me so that anything that comes through, any messages are really, really strong that's coming through and I want to remember it because chances are once it ends, you'll forget a lot of stuff. So it's good to have a journal that you can write down things because if you're getting taught a lesson, but you then your mind is thinking, all right, I've got to remember this, I've got to remember this, I've got to hang on to this. You can miss out on other parts because your mind's so focused on remembering. And when when we're using a capacity of our brain to hold on to something and remember it, we're wasting a lot of energy and that takes away from creating and flowing. So always good to have a journal to write things down in. But other than that, there's not much more to it. It's just very important. Be in a safe space that you won't be um, disturbed. Be somewhere that you know, someone that's very, very safe um, in your own home with people that you trust. Or have someone that's experienced that can guide you 
but really just use your own intuition. Like you know if it's the right place to do it. Um, ask yourself some questions. And then really just when you're in the journey, once, once you've had the mushrooms and the medicine, as hard as it is, let go and surrender and then let it take you where you need to be where you need to go let it take you within and just appreciate the experience and and know that when when it's when it's bad it's bad this will this too shall pass but also when it's good when it's great don't hang on to it feel it all like ride the wave for what it is and yeah as we as we do this more and more this is this is like the work for life Yes, you, of course you can do this without the medicine. You can do it sober, but it's much more intense and the mushrooms amplify it. So you can, yeah, you can get very, very, very amazing results very, very quickly and you can move through big things in life. And uh, yeah, I believe it's a great tool, a great teacher, and it's helped me a lot in life. That's why, that's why I'm very, very passionate about this because it's helped me out of many places where I've been stuck in my mind, really, really stuck. And it's helped me move through and change and, um, yeah, become the become the person I am today, just continuously peeling off layers, trying to be, um, yeah, just trying to be myself, being, being authentic and, yeah, continue walking this journey and helping other people that are also walking this journey and the path. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I hope this helps. If you have any questions at all, just flick me a message. Um, I just want to make sure that you're you're safe and that you can get the most out of this experience. But it's really nothing to stress about. Just go into it with good intentions for yourself. Then be yourself. And, yeah, that's it. All right. Peace and love, guys. Have an amazing, amazing week.